everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are here to talk about the non-Hallmark Thanksgiving offerings that we got from all the different networks, from Lifetime, from Ion, from Hulu, all over the place. Going to be fun. Netflix. Uh, and I am film critic Rachel Wagner, and I have very special guest, one of my good friends, Dory, is here. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> yes. I I don't know if the listeners look forward to it. I think they do. I certainly look forward to it whenever we can chat about movies or anything to be honest. I Me I really too. love it. I mean, and- we also were texting all last night. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wish that everybody could have uh, could have all been a part of that uh, that uh, basically text commentary that we did <laughs> on the Christmas listing. We happened to both be watching it at the same time. It was pretty fun. We'll we'll try and relive. We'll try and get yeah. some of that magic back <laughs> today. But how are you doing, Dory? How was your Thanksgiving week? Thanksgiving was good. Um, it was just me and my dog, no traveling. Um, and but I still managed to cook, gotta cook. Mm-hmm. So I ate a lot of pie and I watched a lot of Hallmark, and it was nice. I mean, we just got so we had so many movies Thanksgiving week, which I always look forward to. So I was very happy. How was yours? It was good. I I feel so proud of not just myself but the whole team here because I think we covered something like like something like over 20 films in total between the two off network podcasts and we did a total of 6 Hallmark recaps. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and with with Casey and Jess covering uh four films total uh so that was really nice it was really nice of them to do that because i i it was nice to just have a couple films that i could just watch at my leisure in fact one i actually haven't even watched yet (laughs) i just didn't have to that was really nice (laughs) i mean for the first time this year you could just let it wash over you and enjoy it that's awesome so well we are going to be covering a lot today and so we might not go into as much detail as sometimes we go to in these films but it's gonna be fun nonetheless to talk about a whole bunch of lifetime movies and other films and i have to say i felt like when we first talked about lifetime they had like a really impressive first weekend and then i think that they've kind of struggled and i think it's because they have a lot of acquisitions Mm -hmm. and those just don't have the budget of the typical lifetime film Mm -hmm. and i don't know I've the been has been great. I've been really disappointed. And yeah. it's interesting because last year I feel like I was expecting Hallmark to be amazing and Lifetime was like just kind of re-entering the Christmas 
bubble. And so I was expecting them to struggle a little. And it and I ended up being really impressed with life with what Lifetime did overall last year, especially it being like their first big year back. And then overall, I was kind of disappointed in a lot of the Hallmark offerings. And this uh-huh. year it is completely flipped. Like, yeah, I and I'm bummed about it. You know, I, I would I would love it if both networks were kind of firing on all cylinders. Like, how fun would that be? Like to not to every weekend to not even know who you think came out on top. I think that would be so fun. Um, but yeah, and I'm it, sorry. It I've does, been disappointed. Yeah, it does seem like Lifetime has a pretty good December. So right. let's hope that that is the case and they've kind of saved some of their best for december which i don't think is maybe true for hallmark we'll see yeah we'll see um, so yeah it, it might even out in the end but because i know i've i have actually gotten to see christmas ever after and it's really good i really enjoyed that so i'm excited for people to see that and then the christmas setup looks really good sugar yeah. and spice holiday looks really good and so hopefully they'll have a turnaround but yeah they've had some rough ones some of these acquisitions homemade christmas took me to a dark place <laughs> i hate that movie so much i mean rachel's <laughs> never like told me not to watch a christmas movie <laughs> she literally texted me and was like don't watch this movie don't watch homemade christmas and i took it very seriously i was like oh my yeah. gosh if she's saying don't even bother I'm I'm listening and I deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest gift I've ever given you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> um, well, they so they started out this group with Dear Christmas, and this is Melissa Joan Hart, Jason Priestley, and this is directed by Emily Moss Wilson, and. Uh, she did the Christmas contract, I believe, last uh, last time. So, uh, this is the the plot is that uh, Natalie Morgan is the host of a popular podcast, Holiday Love, which shares true stories of holiday romance with its listeners. While to the outside world and her listeners everywhere see Natalie as an expert on romance, she's never truly experienced a romance of her own. As Natalie prepares to embark on a promotional tour for her new book, she stops back home to spend Christmas with her family, where she's unexpectedly begins to experience her own holiday romance as sparks ignite with local firefighter Chris. So, Dory, what was your overall thoughts about this film? I liked it. I felt like it was kind of in on the joke of how some of these movies can feel sometimes um i definitely sensed the covid of it all yeah with the party scenes like i you know you could just feel that they did not want to shoot with anyone and that felt very it felt just awkward and different but like what are you gonna do in 2020 um but the moment that Jason Priestley was introduced in this movie, stepping out of that white truck with the slow-mo with like the jazzy Christmas music behind him. 
that was potentially the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like I was squealing. I was laughing. It was just so fun. And I loved it. I freaking loved it. Like he looked like a romance novel hero, like stepping (laughs) out, you know, like he had, he might as well have had a Beyonce wind machine blowing in his face. Like it was just the perfect introduction to him. Um, so I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was fun. There were, you know, it wasn't like the best of the best to me, but I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, there were definitely some moments in this film that sort of felt like parody in a yeah. in the kindest sense of the word. Uh, like sure. it's it that it's not like you know a Christmas movie Christmas or whatever that one was called where it's like an outright comedy. Um, this, but there were definitely moments where they were sort of tongue in cheek in kind of winking at the camera kind of a thing. I mean, the every time he would appear <laughs> with the man, yeah, I was joking, you know, that the ultimate contrast to the bad man of business is the man with many jobs. And yes. is there, <laughs> yes, ever, is there ever a better depiction of that than this movie where he literally appears in a million jobs in every single scene that he's in. And it's kind of like, you're not, you're, now you're delivering the food. One minute you're a tow truck driver. Next minute you're, <laughs> you're a firefighter. All yeah. of a sudden you're a glass blower. <laughs> and I, I had to laugh because obviously her being a podcaster is going to kind of r- ring close to home. Uh, and <laughs> so I, but I had to laugh when uh, she's having a conversation with somebody I forget about Christmas or whatever. And she's like, of course not. Don't you listen to my podcast? <laughs> I, I said on Twitter, I said, this is me as a character. <laughs> absolutely like never has a film captured me more than this moment because it's hard when because you don't want to be obnoxious to your friends and family as much as possible but when you've had an experience because my sometimes i feel like i'm the most boring person in the world to talk to because i'm i my whole life is a podcast and so it's like the and especially in 2020 because other things that kind of made me more well-rounded have fallen away Mm -hmm. uh so i you know i don't have swimming anymore i don't have church anymore i don't have all those things that kind of made me more than just the podcast and so people are like how oh that reminds me of the podcast oh that reminds me of that right (laughs) what just happened on the podcast and uh so i'm sure it drives people crazy (laughs) but I related to that too. That's all I have. Like I, I really right now, everything, almost everything in my life has something to do with podcasts. (laughs) I know it's just the moment we're in. And do you ever get the like friends texting you or family texting you something like, mark or lifetime related like you haven't seen it and you're like you have to be kidding that like it's like i appreciate that you're thinking of me but like i've known about this for four months (laughs) yeah i still just uh, i don't know a week or so ago somebody somebody tagged me in that whole uh the whole post about uh 
the the man in the city who is worried his girlfriend will go to the go to the country and and uh, you know that whole thing which was mm-hmm. so funny the first time i heard it literally two years ago <laughs> it was in 2017 like we <laughs> we know we know <laughs> uh, yeah no that happens all the time it makes me laugh every time like um when holly robinson pete and ccb were on and i think lacy might have been on too Kelly on- Clarkson, yeah. yes people are like sending me and i'm like i know i know it sounds crazy but i know these ladies every move i know what they're doing i talk about them way more than is healthy i follow them on instagram like i appreciate you thinking of me but i know i know the news yeah funny (laughs) so in this movie so she gets a flat tire and i was kind of a little bit disappointed that she didn't try to change it herself at least a little bit you know it's like come on mjh like change your full flat tire like she didn't she didn't even attempt she no. she did not pull out the spare she pulled out her cell phone <laughs> she, she was like even I'm know going what the spare was that was she hilarious was like, she's like what's the spare and i just loved the fact that not only is he mr christmas tow truck driver but he has a whole hot cocoa station in his in the in truck. truck yeah <laughs> like with toppings and everything <laughs> that is my dream man right there i know for sure that was great and uh and so of of the many jobs that he has he's a performer he's a glass blower which is now that's what the second time that we've had glass blowing in lifetime this uh season and And as my co-host erica likes to to remind me glass blowing is not sexy and you have to if you've ever done it you have to blow into this tube as hard as you can your cheeks are puffed out you're turning purple like you're spitting everywhere so the fact that they managed to make it seem like a cute little moment bravo bravo (laughs) i just love it whenever there's like the excuse to kind of kind of get cozy together and like lean over together and oh i know you do a baking scene you know yes i do i love (laughs) that and um what did you think of nikki whalen as her sister in this i love her but her pregnant belly was really cracking me up. Like that thing had a mind of its own. It was moving on its own. Like it just looked like a giant basketball shoved up her yeah. shirt. Yeah. Um, but I love her so much and I love her. I always am so excited to see her. I thought she was great. Yeah, it was. I mean, she need like multiples or something like that. She was so huge and it just didn't look very realistic but she was really cute i liked her a lot in this it was probably actually i think my favorite of a scene of hers yeah she was Um, adorable and uh and they they had uh the the i thought of strange tree shopping in this one where she was on the phone the whole time and 
and it 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 wasn't I don't know I I don't know if that was a COVID thing or something like that but it was kind of strange I thought I mean they Uh, also like fully went to the woods but like it did not look like Christmas tree woods like yeah they were like in the sequoias looking for a Christmas tree and I was just laughing but you know what I didn't care I didn't care. Well, I just like are they coming. Does Santa know his best tree is missing? <laughs> that was funny. It was still cute, you know. And I think that's a real testament to this. Like even with the yeah. challenges that they obviously had filming, yeah. it was still very cute. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the little testimonials they did? You know what? You're always going to get me with those. The when Harry met Sally couples confessionals, like forget it. I love those. I love that we got a Hillary Burton cameo because everyone was so sad that we weren't going to get her in a movie, which I'm still bummed about. But in even like and she she is such a great actress because even in those what like one minute that she was on i she made me feel and she made me like happy it was very cute yeah did yeah you like them cu- yeah no i did i did in fact the first i was almost like are these real like uh, couples it, right it, and then obviously once they got to the room, i was like okay it's, they're not but uh <laughs> and the robin givens one i was like they couldn't have gotten someone else for robin yeah hank from and, hr or whatever his name is yeah and it was really cute what because amy had to, amy winter had told me that they had to do the her being late to the party as a covid workaround mm-hmm. and uh i thought that pulled it off i enjoyed it i thought it was sweet and i, I think they could have maybe made it look looked a little more lived in the yeah. space like yeah. there had been a party there yeah it didn't really feel that way but nevertheless i still enjoyed kind of a little bit of a sort of a cinderella moment uh in the story and i also do love that they got to have like that moment alone like that's kind of the fun part to me is like the after party mm-hmm. where you're just in each other's company it was the same in in hallmark on the um one royal holiday when they are like the dancing yeah. scene i liked best was them alone in the empty space before the ball uh-huh. you know yeah. i like those moments yeah and she looked so pretty i loved the dress the the red her red dress was so beautiful and yeah and it was so cute and he says i don't think i can wait that long and he says to meet my nephew no to see you i know swoon (laughs) so cute (laughs) and uh and so then she's starting to get nervous and uh she uh, about what are they how are they going to make this work and is it too uh you can't rush love are they rushing it or whatever and they have the the, <laughs> the final scene with uh where they talk it out he's in the santa outfit and i just loved i loved they're it. there <laughs> and and then before uh, the her parents <laughs> and brother-in-law and sister are staring at them and you see that the couple and you see them in the in the door looking at them it was so cute 
fully eavesdropping like yeah. it was so great and i loved her parents in this movie like i just want to be like her parents when i'm that age like they just seemed so cool like they own a bookstore yeah. and i don't it was just so yeah. cute and ed ed begley jr is always fun to see that's yeah, her dad he's great so that was good uh, they had a uh, they had a Jimmy Fallon drop in this they one. Did. Uh, that he was he was just in the bookstore for a book signing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what would you give Dear Christmas one to five stars uh, for this film? I'd give it four stars. I really liked it. Yeah, I did too. I don't think that the, I, I said in my like mini review. I said this is not for the Christmas movie novice. Yeah, this no is more way. for those of us that kind of know what they're riffing on and kind of get get it i think right so this is the experienced christmas movie watcher movie right (laughs) i mean if you enjoy these movies you will appreciate so many of the references in this yeah all right well let's talk about the merry little christmas wedding so this is lifetime's first sequel they've ever done can you believe that wow i didn't know, I know. that yeah and this stars kelly Rowland, and uh it has nathan witty and jamie calica who we have interviewed on the podcast and they're delightful and sharon lewis is our director and it's lifetime's first ever christmas sequel to last year's hit movie merry little christmas uh it is once again, it follows Jackie Little as she and Tyler try to plan their perfect destination Christmas wedding. Naturally, Jackie's plans go awry when her boisterous family intervenes in her planning and her snoofy wedding planner quits in protest. Uh, while nothing goes as initially planned, Jackie and Tyler get a Christmas wedding more memorable than they could have ever dreamed. So you loved the original. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this overall? Oh, I loved this one too. I might have liked this one a little better. Um, I, I mean, I really loved seeing the family together it did make me a little sad because not many of our holidays are going to look like that this year um but it overall just made me so happy to see them together and celebrating i laughed out loud multiple times like there were so many things when kiki okay kiki her sister is the worst we all know it she's terrible i tweeted someone lock kiki in a room until this wedding is over she is ruining everything when she burned that dress i was Uh, laughing so hard i was like this girl can do nothing right and we all have one in our families we all have the one who can never get it together um but i liked this and i loved um the kids in this i thought they were so cute and i loved that they that um the one little boy formed a friendship with the concierge who took an interest in him and making sure he had a good Christmas. Oh, there's my dog. Zero agrees. Um, I really liked it. I, I love that they, I love that 
the message in the end was like, you know, weddings are fun, but that's not what matters. Like the party in the way that you imagined it doesn't matter in the end. It's really about celebrating your love with the person you're marrying and having your family there to be there with you. I loved that. And I loved that they pulled it off in the end and they did it their way. And it was smaller and less, you know, less stressful and less crazy than they thought it would be. I thought I really liked it. And I think I'm pretty sure I liked it better than the first one. I'll have to watch the first one again, but I think I liked this one better. I liked it better than the first one as well. I, the first one, they were too much for me. The whole, I have to say the whole like family shenanigans style of Christmas movie isn't my favorite. Uh, I don't know if it's just not my favorite kind of comedy, but I've never been a big fan of the family stone. And I know that's a lot of people love it. I don't love it. Um, Those kinds of movies just, uh, I don't know. Just, I just get irritated with people so much. (laughs) I get so frustrated (laughs) with them. (laughs) And, uh, and I, I like, I want to, I want to make it better. And I want to like, ah, why are you behaving this way? And, and, and I, I'm not a huge fan of wedding movies, but this one didn't bother me because as, as far as a wedding movie, because she was she was pretty cool. Like yeah, she, she wasn't was a bride villa. Not at all. Yeah. And I I I really liked the, the the how they ended up doing the wedding. I don't want to spoil it because it is pretty fun. A fun I surprise. know. That's why I didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cute. Uh but yeah, this sister, Kiki, I mean, I would <laughs> have had words with her. Kiki's a mess. It's been so mad with her. Um, I mean, I have three sisters, and we are quite different, the three of us. But uh, (laughs) I would have been so mad. Oh my gosh! I know Kiki just at every turn. It's just like, oh wow, and yeah, she was she was a lot for me in this and i just kept thinking to nathan witty who was like her love interest i'm like oh poor nathan he (laughs) was so cute and sweet and let's just hope that he mellows her out let's hope that they do another one (laughs) and he mellows her out she just could not get it together like the second she arrived on the scene she was ruining everything but i did like when she admitted that the reason she was getting overly involved and overly invested in Jackie's wedding was because she hadn't had one of her own. And I think that that's kind of a real thing. Like you, she was, you know, she was projecting a lot of her feelings onto Jackie because she hadn't, she never had that experience but wanted it so like instead of it being about jackie's wedding she made it about her like it was her wedding which i mean i thought that was a really kind of honest revelation but she still needed to be locked in a room like i would have been like someone tell her (laughs) never alone exactly someone tell her that she doesn't need to do anything she just needs to sit quietly that's what she needs to do yeah yeah and i was really glad too because there's a point where they're 
the her fiance Kelly Rowland's fiance overhears her saying that maybe the maybe it's not meant to be or whatever and i was like oh don't do that please that's that to me would be very grown worthy mm-hmm. and but it resolved it very quick and i i only get annoyed when a overheard conversation like that is like made into this big something that could be resolved from like a five minute conversation right this is somebody that you're about to marry and the way that sometimes they act like well that's a deal breaker i'm not gonna marry you anymore i'm like come on nobody would do that like you're invested in this person like i know you would never do that over an overheard conversation or you would just be like oh what were you trying to say oh that's what you're trying to say okay there we go and that's basically what they did with this which i was glad i know i like that they kind of just took a breath and then came back together and worked it out which rang true to me like you have a disagreement or you have an issue everyone goes to their corners for a minute you know take a breath take some space and then come back together and you know work it out yeah yeah i think uh i i think so i like that that they did that and you also have the relationship between her married sister and uh, her husband that they're not able to get enough time together. And uh, I thought that was pretty good. I, I love that. them. They're so cute together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And so overall, I, I enjoyed this honestly more than I expected. And so I would give this a, I'm going to give it a 3.75 stars. What about you? I will, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it 4.5 stars. I really loved it. Yeah. 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 I like it. All right. Very good. Okay. Yeah. And it was funny while I was watching, I was like, texting dory i'm like oh this sister this sister like every family has one every family has one i think that's why i appreciate it like yes she's annoying and yes she is selfish and crazy and we all have that you got that one sister one cousin whatever it is you know exactly who it is i hope i'm not the one (laughs) Mm -hmm. and if you if you're listening to this and you can't a person then you need to sit down and evaluate yeah. whether you are that person that's right I uh, you. Um, so next on lifetime we had people's presents once upon a main street war i don't understand why they got that mo- moniker that people's presents like i guess why, people just loved it- this People Magazine just loved this movie, evidently. I don't know. It was so weird. I did not understand at all. I kept waiting. Like, I thought it was going to be like Hallmark Hall of Fame. Like, there would be some emotional, you know, big emotional impact. I was expecting, or like, I don't know. I thought maybe that they just got a lot of money for the movie. But you'd expect it to have something to do with celebrities because that's People Magazine, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. And we got literally none of that with this movie. This movie was so strange. It was so weird. I was like, what am I watching? (laughs) Like, not really in a good way. I hate to say it. Uh, It is. But the whole time I'm just like, 
that was a strange choice. That was a weird thing to say. What was that? Why were they? And I, I it has Vanessa Lachey and Ryan McPartland, who I love both of them. I think Me they're too. great. Yeah, I love um, both of them. And it's, so it's about these two uh, people who want to run businesses in this location on this main street. And so they have to have this celebration for the town's main street and whoever does the best job, they will get the, uh, uh, they will get the, the space uh, to rent out. And I don't know if it was, if you agree, but I felt like particularly Rowena was going to kill everybody at any second. I <laughs> love Rowena. Lady. I she loved her. So- like she was so strange. Like yeah. the thing that she kept saying, I was like, what? And she was like, no, I am not going to allow that. I'm not going to allow the town to have, your, this is my turn. Stay out of my way. Leave me alone. And the way she said everything and yeah. like this low monotone, yeah. it was so menacing, yeah. but I loved her because she kept it interesting. Like to yeah. me, she at least yeah. was like, I was like, oh, this is weird and different and slightly terrifying. Is she going to murder them all? But yeah. I mean, she was kind of my favorite character. Like by the end, I was laughing at everything she did. Like she, she had a transformation. <laughs> And anytime anybody would touch anything, it was just be like, put that down. <laughs> that's that's worth a lot of money. And it's like a plate, a tiny side dish plate. Yeah. It was crazy. It was so strange. Like I I was I was fascinated by it, but I was just kind of like, what is they doing in this movie? And it's this town, and are they gonna be able to support a full-time chocolate store and a full-time Christmas store? I mean, sure you can have places like that at Disneyland and stuff like that, but can you have one in just random town, any town USA, Christmas store year round? I know. Um, and the lengths they went to to secure this building. Like we had two movies where the leads are competing over land, essentially. <laughs> Yeah. And they have to like move into a stranger's home and, and like compete yeah. to get so the list. It is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. And they're I doing don't know. And everything just- for this man to get him to sell them his building. They're like, can we make you breakfast? Can we decorate your entire house inside yeah. and out? Can I build you a snowman? I was like, what are these grown people with jobs doing? <laughs> I know it's a hard one to rank, but what would you, how many, how many uh, stars would you give it? I guess I would give it three stars because it wasn't good by any means but you know i did watch the whole thing and i was invested in the story by the end um yeah i think i gotta give it three yeah so i'm gonna give it a (laughs) 2.5 so it was just i just can't give it higher (laughs) but it is an interesting watch all right so then we have the christmas listing and so this was their monday movie and this stars lexi geo and travis burns 
And it is about Julia Rogers is an uptight, hardworking realty owner who has lost her Christmas spirit. She will have to spend five days at a Christmas inn with her business competitor, (laughs) Chad Everest, (laughs) in order to win over the badly needed listing of the Erickson farmstead while competing to win the listing. Julie and Chad discover that they have more in common than they thought. So (laughs) our friend Patrick over at Lifetime on Cork, which you should totally follow his blog. The podcast is on hiatus right now because Drew, his associate, is uh, his producer is uh is in the hospital it's it's uh people should check out uh the their gofundme and everything anyway but patrick is is awesome we love them and uh and so he's doing the blogging and he said that more than any other movie this year this could easily be a lifetime thriller in fact they may have just reworked a lifetime thriller Mm -hmm. Uh, and i because i couldn't you see it uh you know they have those um uh deranged and they have the deranged series and the psycho series over at lifetime. And it just like, it could be psycho realtor. Oh, for sure. I could absolutely yeah. see it without question. Yeah. Yeah. Only a, like a few tweaks, a change of soundtrack, a few, a few little sw- uh, tweaks there. And you've got yourself a lifetime thriller. And this, I don't know, this, had some things that i liked it i i didn't mind watching it yeah but it was not a good film no no (laughs) not not in the slightest um but it had some moments you know i liked that the main girl wasn't like stick skinny i appreciated that her sister was silly and funny um i thought but like her sister was doing things that she's legally not allowed to do like if you aren't a realtor you are legally not allowed to show people homes like you're legally that was funny to, and she was like oh you're being such a go-getter or whatever and i'm like no that's against the law and as a realtor well and didn't she didn't she while her sister was there for this week-long retreat christmas retreat yeah. Didn't her sister like sell two houses? Yeah, like... that's what I'm saying. And meanwhile, the main girl, who's an actual realtor, had not been able to sell a house to save her life because of Chad Everest. And yeah. he, her sister is by herself for a week and becomes a, a real estate mogul. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I did. Like... I liked their relationship. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there was a lot of christmas singing going on as far as there was uh they actually did a puzzle which uh you sometimes you don't see uh them actually like working on it and things like that in in that many of these and then they uh they had cookie making uh, uh, they had a lot <laughs> cookie making every five minutes someone had a cookie in their hand and they were frosting it and and this whole conceit of these homeowners was so strange like that you would make people do this first of all and make them do it right before christmas is bizarre and that you would clothe them like give them the clothes of old um people who stayed there like yeah old guests 
that was that is, weird. That is major horror movie going on right there. It was terrifying. And like the house didn't even seem that nice. I was like, why are they no. fighting over this listing? This house seems it seemed like there were two rooms and the entire downstairs <laughs> and it was supposed to be this like farmstead, you know, yeah. this make it or break it career moment to sell this place. And I was like, it's not even cute. No. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's a mansion or something like that. I mean, it's probably going to be a tough one to, to, to sell. I know. I mean, Frank was going to old farmhouses. And so the whole thing was so strange. And uh, I, I don't think that they had good chemistry. It was, it was fine. I guess. I mean, they allowed him to keep his Australian accent, which was, which was good, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, this one, I, it wasn't as strange as Once Upon a Main Street, <laughs> but <laughs> so I can't. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give this one two point three stars. <laughs> yeah, I have to give this one. I I'm gonna go two point seven five. I did have some moments where I laughed out loud. Yeah. Um. Rachel's recording cut out at the end and I had to explain to her (laughs) I was like it counts I watched it (laughs) you watched it you watched enough I'm like texting her (laughs) everything that happened at the end and uh, long story short she didn't miss a thing it ended exactly how you thought it was gonna end yeah so yeah yeah, and this was another one that has the that the grown worthy uh overheard conversation mm-hmm. kind of thing where you're just mm-hmm. like like that Mary Little did correct, did right, and resolved quickly. Whereas this, it's like, ugh. It was so stupid. On. And she was yeah, such was a brat so about it. Yeah. It was like, come on, have like if this is something you were actually interested in, then you'd have a grown up conversation about what was happening. Right. And you know, you wouldn't just behave that way. So it it was it was pretty bad. And you and I okay. both felt like it would have been better because there's an opening scene that is funny where they are fighting over a listing for a house. Yeah. And we both thought it would have been a better movie if they kept that setting where they were just two competing realtors like once they got on the farm i was like this this is stupid i i get into this at all yeah this is one of those ones where it felt like why are why why are all these hallmark and lifetime movies trying to trying to be get out (laughs) i don't know it was like get out <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, know, like, why I, are they trying to do the? There's nothing <laughs> merry about get out. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, I guess they just really liked the movie. So I mean, I don't and know. it was especially like get out because one of their competing realtors was a black guy. Yeah. And I was like, why? Why he got the out of there quickly? <laughs> I know. I was like, he lasted a good 24 hours. And I was like, why did you even have that man come up in that house? Because you know he wouldn't. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
crazy. He was like, well, uh, my, my kid's in the hospital. <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so then we had on Ion Channel, there was a royal Christmas engagement in this stars Paige Bach and James Nitty. And it is... Lauren, a hardworking advertising executive, begins to fall for Paul, a consultant she has been paired with, to land a big account for the upcoming holiday season. Unbeknownst to Lauren and everyone else, Paul is actually Prince Edward Charles, European royalty in disguise as a commoner. So this this was not a good movie. It, it was serviceable, I guess. Um, kind of irritating. I didn't really like her. She was sort of annoying and uh, she is so ridiculous when she finds out that uh, that he is the king. She's like, how could you lie to me? And then she won't talk to him. She won't dance, you know, dance with him. And she's all offended. And I was just like, oh, come on. If you were really in love with this person, any any normal human being would understand why he couldn't be the king in this like menial job or whatever like obviously this is a ridiculous situation and the fact that she would be so pouty was irritating but (laughs) it's bff and they have this like brandy or whiskey or something like that company that is their their land or their this called like the royal the royal brand of whiskey i think it was or something and and they have all of these conversations about this this alcohol and and uh these i don't know these scenes it was like uh that i i just kept thinking it kept feeling like rocket man or something like that <laughs> what I, I don't know. Now I you feel know, like I have to watch this. <laughs> bananas. There were these weird scenes where they were talking about the whiskey. I think it was it was either whiskey or brandy. I can't remember. But anyway, and the royal brand and how they were going to advertise the royal brand and how he was just over it and. <laughs> and uh you know and then of course the bff is all telling him like you you can't be with this girl and trying to give him the advice and all this stuff and it's just like it would just be better if it was just about the two of them i'm still trying to wrap my brain around the fact that they have a royal whiskey that they yeah. needed. Yeah. <laughs> they needed And there's just all these sort of snobby for. scenes of them like drinking this 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 alcohol and <laughs> and oh I do not drink alcohol, so that's why I am ill equipped to wax uh thoughtfully about this whole thing. Was perfectly serviceable if you like royal movies, but she was kind of annoying to me and I just would have rather have been about the other characters and not about her. <laughs> right. So I give it a, mm, I give it a 2.3 out of five. Okay. So then we have the happiest season uh, and this is Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis Mary Steenburgen, Victor Garber, Dan Levy. This is on Hulu, and it's a holiday romantic comedy that captures the range of emotions tied to wanting your family's acceptance 
being true to yourself and trying not to ruin Christmas. So, uh, and Aubrey Plaza is in this. What did you think about this movie? I liked this movie, um, but I hated Harper um, yeah. a lot. And I had <laughs> a lot of issues with her. Mm-hmm. Um, the family <laughs> had no redeeming qualities until the the bitter end. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoyed this um because i love Kristen stewart and i thought she was so good in this i just wanted to like give her a hug through the screen and i think it was a really i had to think about this one a lot last night because you know i had a lot of issues with it while i was watching and i was like but why do i still like this and i realized that there were a lot of things in it that hit close to home and are kind of true to our to all our lives. Like I hated Harper. I hated watching Harper at home with her sisters and like the competitiveness. And they were also mean to each other. But then I was thinking about how, like, that's such an honest representation of how, like when you go home sometimes and you're an adult, you, you can revert right back into like your childhood and teenage roles right like that's real that is real life and that's so true you know (laughs) like and as I was watching it I was like okay I hate watching this because it is so true like this is what happens when you go home and you just turn into a jerk like a jerk if you were that jerk that you were in high school like it comes back to you um and I thought that that was very honest um so I yeah. liked how real this movie felt in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> what you're saying, it reminds me of. So my my mom had three uh, babies when I was, uh, she had one when I was 10, one when I was 16, one when I was 18. And uh, so I I always felt a lot of weight about that, that I had to like, kind of be a, sort of a co-parent role in in that which I probably didn't even need to do but I felt it and <laughs> um, and I just remember one year so going home for Christmas wasn't really going home for me because I had never lived where my parents were living because mm-hmm. uh, I grew up in Maryland then they now were living in California so I didn't know anybody there and so like I would go home for Christmas and it was all of a sudden I was just kind of like mini mom yeah. And, and which was stressful. And one time my little brother, this is the one I was born when I was 16. He comes to me and says, Rachel, I like you better in Utah than California. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, no. it's true. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that- like that's true i knew it was true and so oh man those are the comments that hurt the most when you know when you're like oh accurate i like me better in california too (laughs) so i think i was trying to be nicer after that but uh but yeah so it is true what you're saying about going home it kind of brings out the worst in you sometimes it can like you really revert back and like you just saw her 
Harper at the bar with her high school friends acting like the jerk she was in high school. They were at a bar called Fratties. Like that felt so going home for Thanksgiving or Christmas and just it's like you lose your mind a little bit. You forget yeah. that you are and it doesn't matter how evolved you are, how emotionally mature you are, how much work yeah. you've done on yourself. There is something about being in the presence of your parents and your family for this very familiar experience. Person. Yeah. It makes you a crazy person. And so for all of my frustrations with a lot of what I saw, it felt very like real. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. This is what I, happens. I think the thing with Harper, because what she does to Kristen Stewart is horrible. Yeah. It's really mean. Yeah. But I think it wouldn't have felt so mean if she hadn't been, if she had been younger. I think that's the main, I think if you check the script, and had her be 18, 19. Right. Then her not coming out and her uh, wanting her partner to keep the secret feels way more understandable versus somebody in their 30s. Right. That, uh, that it's kind of like, okay, you're old enough that you should have dealt with this. And you, sh- especially if she had been, it's not like she's new in her. F- kind of coming out in her exactly feelings. like she had been in a Since relationship high in high school yeah so i don't know I, I that part of it i think that was the mistake and where maybe that doesn't work but i still laughed quite a bit yeah and me too. i think that mary steenburgen is a big key i think that she is really funny and her responses to things are quite funny mm-hmm. and i also thought the younger sister was funny <laughs> that like her coping mechanism for dealing with this family is oh my basically gosh. like retreating to, to middle earth <laughs> i was texting my friend colin and he was like i love it when it seems like one character is acting in a completely different movie. Like yeah. she was in a different movie. Everyone else was in happy season and she was in a different yeah. movie. I loved her ending with Tan Levy. And I loved that and, too. Uh, it, that was so funny. And uh, I was surprised. I, I don't want to give it away, but I don't know. I, when you have, I, there were a few things that I was like, oh, we're still doing that in 2020, I guess. That's interesting. Uh, that, it, like, the fact that somebody else outed her. Oh, I hated that. I hated that. I, I thought that that was surprising in a movie that was written by LGBTQ and character, I mean, characters, by LGBTQ writers Clea Duvall and the director I was really surprised because that's something like in um in Sweet Home Alabama in uh, that was in like what 2002 or something mm-hmm. uh the Reese Witherspoon's character outs uh her friend to the whole town yeah and it's like I remember when that happened I didn't even give it a second thought it was like oh but now looking back I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe she did that I know horrifying and- right yeah yeah, because I'm so much more educated now than I was then. Uh, and and so I, I kind of felt like, oh, we're over that. Like, that's not a thing. And so then the fact nope. that it happened in this movie really surprised me. I know. And I thought that was 
that was interesting. But uh, but overall, I just I thought it was so cheerful and so lovingly made, and I made um, me laugh enough to give it. I I mean, I gave it a six point five. I think in my uh, in my review, mm-hmm. and I gave it fresh on Rotten Tomatoes um, because overall, I just thought it was funny. Yeah, sweet enough. Yeah, I can relate to it. I have a sister that's gay. So, you know, in a pretty conservative family. So, you know, that rang true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I thought that, um, I thought that one thing that would have helped me kind of like it better, because I was really thinking about this one after I watched it. I was like, yeah. did I like that? Did I like that? Am I sure I liked that? And I think what would have helped if was if we saw a little bit of their relationship, a little bit more of their relationship, because we get that great scene at the beginning where they're yeah. having fun at the Christmas light tour with Queen Michelle Buteau, who I love. Mm-hmm. And I wish we had seen more of like why we should be rooting for Harper. Like I wanted to see more of like, why, why am I invested in this woman and her relationship? Because from like, from everything I've seen so far, she's had one redeeming moment. And then literally the next morning, she's trying to get out of inviting her girlfriend home for Christmas. Like that was wild to me. So I would have liked to see more of that. Um, And with the outing scene, I was cringing the whole time. That was so hard to watch. But I also think it was interesting because it wasn't even about Harper, right? Like that was about her sister and how all of the kids were at their absolute worst in that moment. Like you, like we were saying before, it's like you are dragged down to your worst instinct. Like, she didn't care that her sister was gay. She was just doing it because she wanted to hurt her and she was mad. And she was mad that her entire family looked at her as, like, a baby factory (laughs) instead of a human being. All they cared about were her kids and getting a picture with the cute kids. And so I thought that outing scene was kind of multi-layered because it's like, oh, wait a minute. This entire family is at their worst right now. Like, they are all being sucked into this and and, and they destroy the youngest destroy her they destroy her art without a second thought you know like they all just treat each other horribly and have to rebuild from there um but i still i you know i liked it i still liked it Mm -hmm. yeah so i would give this on our scale uh i'd give it like a 3.5 I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'd give it, um, I think I'd give it the same. Yeah. Okay. Last one. We have the Christmas Chronicles two, and this stars Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn and Julian Dennison and directed by Chris Columbus. And it's Kate Pierce. Now a cynical teen is unexpectedly reunited with Santa Claus. When a mysterious troublemaker threatens to cancel Christmas forever. And did you watch the first Christmas Chronicles? Oh, yeah. Did I ever? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I was a big fan of the first one. I really enjoyed it. Um, so I ha- this one 
I was kind of disappointed by. I it's not awful. It's perfectly serviceable, I guess, if you're looking for a Christmas movie with Santa Claus and Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell are delightful, and I enjoyed them. But I can tell you one thing I don't enjoy is the like in the summary it says Kate Pierce now a cynical teen. That is not for me. I am not. <laughs> cynical teen she was so annoying i thought in this movie i did not like her at all the and for her to be the lead character i was just like oh so your mom has found found happiness leave her alone go away (laughs) (laughs) and uh and then i also and i feel bad in saying this but i thought Julian Dennison was so bad in this movie. I thought his acting was terrible as this kind of villain character. He was really bad in Deadpool 2, in my opinion. It was the worst part about that movie. And I I mean, I'm sure he's a lovely human, but I just Oh, I thought he was really bad and wooden and flat and just not a good performance. So I actually went rotten on this. It's not <gasps> awful. You did? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I didn't. I thought it was disappointing. I I liked Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, but I really didn't like the little girl, the teenager girl. That she was annoying, and I thought that he was really bad. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Were you? What did you think of it? I definitely liked this more than you did. I. I mean, I definitely preferred our villain as an elf. Um, I think that is his best form. Um, But I liked it. And I don't mind a moody teenager. I'm okay. I was okay with Kate being a brat. I like her. Like, I root Uh for her. And I... I was okay with her being a a brat because she says in the movie, like it's only been a couple of years since my dad died. And when she said that, I was like, that would be hard. Like two years for a child who lost their parent tragically is kind is not that long of a time like that. That's a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, And it's also like, this guy was coming with a fully formed family. Like he had a kid of his own. She wasn't crazy about him at the beginning of this. So I understood her. It's also, it must be really destabilizing to not have like the holiday you normally have. Like I think she's searching for normal and nothing has felt normal. Like her last Christmas was pure insanity. She was literally with Santa um and now this christmas she's on a beach she hates it It, nothing about it is familiar so i understood why she was so moody and obnoxious um i just love kurt russell as santa i couldn't i like i think he's my favorite santa um he's just so cool i loved the scene in the airport with darlene love like here for it i loved that kate kind of gets that moment of closure because they spoiler alert they go back into the past a little bit and she gets to meet her dad and i loved that like that was a tearjerker moment for me i love i what i 
love about this movie too are the elves like i never get sick of them i just think they're so freaking funny even when they were being evil and crazy like i was just laughing nonstop. Mm-hmm. um so i definitely enjoyed this more than you did I did not think it was better than the first one. That's for sure. I mean, the first yeah. one was just amazing and perfect. Um, but I still really liked it. And and Tyrese was in it, which I was yeah. not expecting. And I loved. I am a huge Fast and the Furious fan. So when I saw him, I screamed and I texted my co-host and friend Erica and said, you did not tell me that Tyrese was in this when you talked about it. And she said she didn't want to ruin the surprise for me, which I appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who can blame Kimberly Williams Paisley for going with a new guy? I know. Listen, if Tyrese is inviting you and your family for a beach vacation over the holidays, you can. And she looked happy as can be when she was on that dance floor. Like, I I thought it was cute. I liked it. I'm 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 willing to to go to the to the Caribbean for Christmas. If anybody <laughs> anybody wants, I have no philosophical objections to. A, a a holiday in, in warm climates uh, despite being a Hallmark podcaster um, yeah and it, there was some fun banter too between uh, them with Goldie Hawn being like mm-hmm. if uh, if uh, the uh, if it's all designed by Mrs. Claus why isn't it called Mrs. Claus's village that was funny there mm-hmm. were some fun lines like that but I don't know it was one of those ones where I was right on the line but I just, I really did not like her, and I really did not like him, the the villain. I thought he was yeah. terrible. Yeah, you know, he wasn't great. Like, I didn't feel a great deal of sympathy for him, which is an issue, because you, you know, you want to, in this case and in this movie, yeah. in this type of movie, you want to, like, you want to want him to redeem himself, and when yeah, it happens, he's just so wooden as an I actor. Know. I think he's so flat. Everything just, and I feel bad for saying that, but it's 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 ah, it's true to me. And it should have been funnier, like when he was sitting on the beach when Kate like wishes that she was away from her mom's boyfriend in this beach vacation like it should have been funny him sitting on the beach like oh this makes my work so much easier and i was you know it was kind of it was almost too serious like i want to see some you know i like a zany villain i like a funny villain right now so like on ron tomatoes i'm comparing them to feature films as Mm -hmm. opposed to comparing to tv movies which are not the same it's different uh, so I'm gonna give this three stars, even though I gave it I think four, four out of ten on mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. Again, that's comparing to 2020 feature films. Yeah, <laughs> and so there we go. That's what I give it. What would you give it? I'm giving it 4.25. I really oh. liked it. I thought it was Good. cute. Um- <laughs> these christmas movies so dory is a trooper i can't believe she watched all of these six movies for this that's right. amazing only for incredible. You. <laughs> i mean 
do we i so i guess uh mary little was your favorite yeah mary little was my favorite like by far yeah yeah that was good i think dear christmas is probably my favorite but i think that mary little is probably the best of the group yeah um you know i did like the happiest season yeah Um, so there we go. Let us know your thoughts if you're listening. And, uh, yeah, let us know or on Twitter. And you can follow the podcast, the Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all over social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews for us and for all the feels. We really appreciate it. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. And Dory, where can people find you? You can find us at at all the feels pod on Twitter, on Facebook, and please listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And what's your, uh, what's your matchup this week? This week. Ooh, we have a really strong weekend, um, this week that we're really excited about. So on our bracket for this weekend, we have Christmas and Evergreen bells are ringing, taking on Christmas ever after on lifetime. I know it's going to be a really great matchup. We're super excited for Christmas and Evergreen. And obviously like we've been counting down the days for Christmas ever after. And you texted me and told me that I was going to love it. And I I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Well, make sure everybody listens to their episodes with their bracket and, uh, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to be doing every Monday for my family movie night series in uh, December. I'm going to do a Christmas-related film. So you'll definitely want to check that out. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much, Dory. This was really fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk again later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.